Hello folks, it's Matt here. I just wanted to drop a quick note at the start of this week's episode. As mid-recording, we received the news of the announcement of the 14th Doctor and the actor who would be playing them. At the point in which we discover that information, we talk about it as part of this episode... We assumed it was simply hearsay and just simply a rumour that seemed to be gathering a little bit of steam online. So, obviously we now know that news to be true. I'm doing everything I can not to name names. Um, although, if you're listening to this, I assume you know by now. Um, so, towards the end of this week's episode, we do have a little discussion about that, obviously whilst the news is fresh, but if you want to know our thoughts and feelings in full, we did later record a bonus episode, which is now available uh, prior to the release of this episode, where we discuss the matter in full once we've had a little bit of time to reflect on that. Okay, hopefully you enjoy this week's episode, and here we go. Welcome to Neither the Flux Nor the Flux, a podcast about Doctor Who Flux. My name is Flux, and as always, I am joined by the divided Matt, aka Flux. Hello there. Thought I'd get <laughs> Hello. We've done Thought I'd get it. as many fluxes as possible. Yeah. It's because it's got it's our last one. We've done it, yeah. Yeah. In the future, no when flux. they talk about survivors of the flux, they're not going to talk about that episode. They're going to talk about us, David. We've done it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we will talk in full about the Vanquishers and our feelings thereupon in due course. Uh, but before we get there, Matt, I want to know it, and I, our listeners, I'm sure, are burning to know how has your week been? Well, David, it's been some time since I've said this on podcast. Mm. Um, but I've got a banging hangover. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear, Matt. Yeah. It... You've been uh, whooping it up, well, as the kids say. I've been celebrating, David. I mentioned on pod last week I went for a job interview. I, of course, yes. got it. I, have co- I mean, of course. You of did. course. Like, they'd be a fool yeah. not to hire me. Um, so yesterday had some friends around, big game of Warhammer, and then when they left, I, I've got a bottle of whiskey for celebratory means, and I thought, oh, I'll have one, why not? Mm-hmm. Then I had one more. Yeah. Then I had one more. Yeah. And, uh, then I went to bed, and, uh, yeah. So, I'm on about my eighth <laughs> coffee of the day, and it's only, it's not even 11 in the morning yet. Goodness me. Well, um, I, I I don't have a hangover per se, but um, I do have the, the, the usual sort of slight delirium that happens when uh, uh, my partner and uh, little Zorbs go off to visit um, uh, family 
and I and I'm left dog sitting. So it's just been me and me and Moth the dog for the last um, however many uh, you, you know where are we at now? Not not quite two whole days, but um, near enough at this point. <laughs> I did wonder why so, on the camera you just sat in your pants and you look entirely dishevelled. <laughs> it makes sense. That makes sense. Yes, indeed. Um, but no, in terms of yeah, and it, it's 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 been okay. Yeah, a lot of Good. stress building I mean, up to the interview, and then mm. I, I don't know. There's been a couple of times in my life, and I, I've heard athletes refer to it as being in the zone. You know, where difficult things just become really easy for you. Yeah, and just yeah. as soon as I sat down for this job interview, I just thought, "This will be stupid not to hire me. I'm great." <laughs> yeah, I mean that's great. It's 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 rare that I can go into a job interview with that attitude, but um, if you can, it you, you definitely increases your chances, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. so anyway, c- congratulations on that. Genuinely, I'm 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 so chuffed for you. And uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's been anything else of note um, for me this week. Not really. Uh, well, um, do, you, do you want a story, David? Because I've actually got some quite yes. big Doctor Who news. Yeah, go for it. And normally when we do this, it's like, oh, I've got quite big news and it's silly. But throughout our pod, yes, since she was first introduced to me, I have yeah. disliked the character of Osgood in Doctor Who. You have. And, You've been quite vocal about this. And I've worked out why. Like, I solved why the mystery it? today. Ah, so I, I was watching another program that had mm-hmm. Ingrid Oliver in it. Yeah. And I can put my finger on why I don't like her. Why is that? Because she plays the character in Peep Show that sexually assaults Mark Corrigan. Oh, does she? She plays Jeremy's sister. Oh, wow. I had no idea because I don't think I have rewatched that series of peep shows since um since uh that came I, I mean i don't know maybe they happen sort of concurrently but i think peep show probably came first there yeah it yeah it will have done um, but i was watching it and i was uh, like i know you and then i googled it <laughs> and i was like oh i know you and i don't like you <laughs> T- i mean to be fair that is not ingrid oliver's fault no, no, no. I mean, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, all right, I suppose. Yeah, I still really like Osgood. Um, I don't think that's that's ever likely to change. I bet you were relieved that there was no Osgood in the Vanquishers. No, no, that 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 always helps. That always helps. Mm-hmm. Um, um, other than that, I don't yeah. think I've got anything to chat about, really. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any anything exciting has happened to me at all this um, this week. Um, I I wrote a lovely spreadsheet formula at work this week. Yeah, 
Oh, but, really very pleased with uh, myself. In fact, multiple nested clauses. Here's, here's a conclusion to last week's story, yeah. story, David. I've paid my electricity bill. It's all fine. Oh, oh, good, good. Yeah. He, he paid them the eight pounds, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want some jokes? Yes, please, because I'll, I'll be up front, Matt. Um, little Zorbs, uh, he's just not been... He's... He's not been writing any new material this week. It's just been the old chestnuts whenever I ask him for a joke. Oh, really? The old, why yeah. did the horse cross the road? Yeah, because there was a car coming, yeah. yeah. At least, he, at stuff, least so. you know, it's not that horrible one about the penguins. I had to end Yeah, I've not heard that one that. again. It was too much for me, if I'm honest, David. I bet, I, I bet that was haunting you all week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've got some this week from my two brothers. Oh, right. Excellent. Okay. Now, what, one of my... Well, I was going to say one of my older brothers. It's, it is my older brother. I've got one older, one younger. Ha, has, yeah. has done stand-up comedy in the past. Mm. So, do you want some of his material? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, why did the teddy bear not eat his dinner? I don't know. Why did the teddy bear not eat his dinner? Oh, uh, because he was stuffed. Oh, I see. I see. I see uh, what they did there. What, what, what's a frog's favourite year? What is a frog's favourite year? I'm not going to get that one. No, go for it. A leap year? Oh, of course it is. Yeah. And then here's quite a controversial one oh. that I might edit out, David. Yep. <laughs> yeah okay okay and here is yeah. one from my younger brother uh yeah knock knock who's there an italian squid an italian squid who it's a me calamario <laughs> not been a good week for jokes has it really uh no not <laughs> Not at least, at least your family are are, are, um, are trying this week. I might, ed- I might edit that bit out and just tell them I didn't get their texts in time. <laughs> All right then, Matt. Um, where do you want to go from here? Uh, do you want to do news? Do you want to do A to Z? Uh, should we do the A to Z because it'll take us about thirty seconds this week? Yeah, go on then. What letter are we doing this week, Matt? Uh, we're doing Q this week, David. Okay, great. I, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. There's surely loads of stuff to talk about for I the mean, letter Q. Obviously, so much comes to mind. Uh, would you like some yeah. episodes that start with Q? Boy, would I. Well, tough luck. I haven't got any. <laughs> uh, would you want to hear some, cla- some classic uh, stories to begin with Q? Always. Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, there are none. So. Excellent. Uh, would you like some yeah, got that up, cast and characters that start with Q? Yes. Yes, I would. Uh, well, tough luck, there aren't any. <laughs> well, um, let's talk about writers then, shall we? Yeah. Um, do you want, you want some writers that begin with Q? Oh, yes, please. So do I. Hey... <laughs> We're racing through it. Do you want some aliens? Yeah. Yes. Uh, 
What about the Queen Bat? <laughs> oh, from Caves of Androzani? Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, so far, that is our front runner. Yeah. Uh, and then there is a character. Well, it's a race, but also a character mm-hmm. from class. Obviously, my favourite Doctor Who spin-off. Uh, yes. Called the Quill. So then, one of the oh, yes. one of the characters adopts the name Miss Quill. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that counts, I guess. That's something. Yeah. But only true connoisseurs uh, like me that have seen class know that. Mm. So, it's, I've never had to do this before, Matt. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm tempted to look at production codes. Right. Well, just to get something for Q. I I did a deep dive today. Okay. Yeah. I kind of have four or five go-to websites I check, like the list of alien names, mm-hmm. the list of episode names, list of cast and crew. And I've had to do yeah. a bit of a venture away from them to look for probably more niche references. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I've got one from the TV. I, you might know this better than me. I think it's a classic story. Sharda? Mm. Oh, yes. Well, Sharda was the one that was never completed. Okay. Due to, due to uh, industrial action. Okay. Was it ever released as, like, an audio? Well, that's the thing. Because it, it was this sort of, like, this rarity, a, a, a lost Tom Baker story, um, it, it it very quick... And also it was written by Douglas Adams. So it very quickly took on a bit of a life of its own. So if I tell you, Sharda, first of all, Douglas Adams reused elements from the story for the third Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy novel. Uh-huh. Um, it then spawned um, a, a big... There was a big Finnish audio adaptation featuring the Eighth Doctor. There were... I think there have been two separate novelizations. Okay. There have been uh, fan attempts to... Um, like salvage the because mat- the, the material that was shot is out there. Um, there were fan attempts to I think to like sort of use those and like combine that with animation. Um, ultimately, a couple of years ago, th- there was an official BBC version. Um, I think prior to that, there was a VHS release which had Tom Baker doing like linking narration for the existing elements. Um, there have been. Just countless versions of Shahada. So despite being a, a story that never actually aired on British television, it probably has more iterations than almost any other classic Doctor Who story. Right. Well, you might have to pardon my ignorance because I don't know which yeah. version this comes from. Okay. okay. So this is from... I'm going to read you an extract from TARDIS Wikia that I believe okay. links to that story. Yeah. Okay. Q was the 17th letter of the alphabet following P and preceding R. When trying to remember young Parsons' name, Professor Cronotis went through the alphabet with the Doctor and Romana too. They started at ABC Uh. and eventually got to PQR before he skipped to X and Y. So actually, David, I'm going to go for the letter Q 
as my submission <laughs> this week. Ah, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, right, before I nail it down, I'm, should we do production codes for a change? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Let you know to which know. production codes we. So first all up, those, we have all those nerds that listen. They'll be loving this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got the Space Museum was the first production code featuring the letter Q. Then we had, in the Second Doctor era, QQ, the Web of Fear. Two stories that I like so far. Then we go into the into the triples. We've got QQQ, that's Frontier in Space. Um, which is, yeah, a decent Pertwee. 4Q, the Face of Evil. Um, which is fun Tom Baker story. So we've got one per Doctor so far. Five Q. That's another Doctor. Uh, a fourth Doctor one. Megloss. Uh, six Q. Planet of Fire. So we're into the fifth Doctor's era there. Does um, uh, Colin Baker doesn't even get a Q story. By the time we get to seven Q, it's Ghost Light, which we talked about last week. And then that's that, because uh, the new series didn't even use uh, letters in their production codes. Right. Wow. So, I mean, I'll be honest. I like a lot of those stories, but there's none in there that I'm like, oh, wow, yes, Stone Cold Classic, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is this is off, off the top of my head, just because when you mention the Queen Bat... I started thinking about other queens in Doctor Who. And I think I'm going to go with Queen Elizabeth II. No, not sorry, not Queen Elizabeth. No, that's the current one, isn't it? Let yeah, me try that is, that is again. the queen, yes. <laughs> no, I, I meant, of course, Queen Elizabeth I. Um, purely because I love the payoff in The Day of the Doctor when we've had all of these oblique references in New Who prior to, you know, uh, you know, obviously it starts with the Shakespeare Code when uh, Queen Elizabeth turns up and sort of sets her guards yes. on um, on the Doctor and he's utterly clueless as to why because it, it hasn't happened yet for him. Um, and then we get that payoff <laughs> all those series later. Um I think that's great fun and 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 something that only Doctor Who could do. I'm just trying to think of other queens. I might I might go for Queen Elizabeth the Tenth. I might go for Liz Ten. Ah oh, yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, I it, as cheesy as it is, I love that line. Basically, I rule. What about Queen Nefertiti? Uh, I, I mean, she was there. She oh. was present for an episode of Doctor Who. I might go Queen of the Ragnos. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Have we had any other alien queens? I don't believe so. Uh, I mean, well, there probably have been, and I just can't... I can't dredge them up, you know, just on the fly. Um, But I think that's it. I I can't... Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Queen Elizabeth I is my answer. Right. Queen of the Ragnos is mine. Right. Okay, go. right. I'm really, really sorry, Matt. I'm going to have to quickly dash to the loo. Wow. Um, 
This is a new so, segment. Uh, I didn't see coming. <laughs> Please edit this out, Matt. David Poop. <laughs> David Poop. David Poop. 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 Oh yeah. David. 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 So yeah, that about does it for Q then, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so hopefully with R next week, we'll have something something more substantial to get our teeth into. I expect so. It's a one-pointer in Scrabble. There ought yeah. to be a fair few to discuss. Um, uh, but yeah, all right then, Matt. Uh, shall I hit you with some news? Always. Always. Yeah. Um... So I let you down last week with the 14th Doctor, didn't I? A little bit. Um, yeah. I, I just assumed that's dead. Is it my turn this week to do it? I mean, well, I, I, that's what I was going to ask. Are we even going to bother this week? <laughs> yeah. Let, let's just stop the speculation and just enjoy the, the ride of finding out, hey? Yeah. Well, it, uh, there has genuinely been speculation that it might be fairly soon. Um, I'm excited. The, 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 like this is well, the sh- first one I'll have been like here for. Shall I, shall shall I tell you what the um, what the latest rumor I've heard is about when we might find out? Oh, go on. Because um, this is pure base of speculation, but in recent years they have tended to try and do big announcements, uh, like in the middle of uh, major sporting events. Yeah. I think to try and sort of trick nerds into watching sport, I think is the the reasoning there. So obviously most recently the 13th Doctor was announced uh, at the end of the Wimbledon uh, men's final. Um, And a week to... uh, uh, Or not even a week today. uh, On the 14th of May... It's the, I believe, the FA Cup final. Uh, quite probably, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that is going to be broadcast um, simultaneously on ITV and BBC One. Um, so the BBC might be looking for reasons to persuade people to be watching BBC One instead of uh, ITV. Ah, and so to try and trick and, viewers. Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, when better to announce... Th- the 14th Doctor than on the 14th day of the month. Ah, that'll be interesting. So, that is, I I think that is fairly baseless speculation. Um, However, it, it does, it it does have a certain neatness to it, doesn't it? Yeah. So, by the time we're next sitting down to record, Matt, we might genuinely know who the 14th Doctor is. Well, I, I've got some sad news, David. You must not have been paying attention yeah. when you've watched oh, right. this week's episode. Because uh, actually, the Doctor's time's coming to an end. No regeneration, no more lives. Mm. So. I don't think that's quite what time was saying there, but, uh, but sure. Um, all right, then. Let us have a quick look on searchwise.net for the other genuine 
Doctor Who news. So, can can I give you some Doctor Who news news? Yeah, of course. You, you know, friend of the show Elliot Ball, of I do. Plymouth Live. I, I do. I, I saw on his Twitter that he's been like seconded away from Plymouth Live to go right for the Mirror. <sighs> Crikey! Yeah, that's interesting. On our do recommendation. Do you know one of the reasons why that's particularly interesting? Because the Mirror have a very good tra- track record when it comes to Doctor Who scoops. Ah, maybe you could be our man ge- on the inside. Well, that's the thing. Gen- they they seem to have had, for a few years, a contact within the BBC that reliably slips them information about Doctor Who production before anybody else hears about it. So they're often the ones to be breaking the latest rumours that that invariably turn out to actually be true. So I would be... I'm, I'm genuinely quite interested in that development. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that, anyway... Um, so what do we have here? Uh, Den of Geek. Doctor Who, when the Doctor fails. Um, just there'll be, a, there'll be a listicle, won't it? Um, Guardian, Jodie Whittaker's year in TV, quote, even if there are 13 more, I'll always have been the Doctor. She's not wrong. I mean, yeah, nope, that is literally, that's how it works. Um, Digital Spy, Doctor Who star joined Daisy Ridley's Disney Plus movie. Which Doctor Who star do you reckon it is, Matt? I can tell by the thumbnail, so therefore have no reason to click on the article. Karen Gillan. Solid guess. It's not, but it is an MCU alumni. That was in Doctor Who? That was in Doctor Who, yeah. Let me, let me guess. I'm certain we've done this. Is it Andrew Garfield? It is not Andrew Garfield. Uh, then I'm all out of guesses, David. It's Christopher Eccleston. Ah, oh, yeah. I always forget he was in it, because that's yet another sci-fi yeah. franchise he regrets being in. <laughs> yeah, I think he tries to forget that he was in it as well, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what a waste of an actor. Yeah, what an utter waste. At the same time, it could have been great. It just wasn't. I mean, yeah, it, it could have been if they'd given him anything interesting to do. I don't know, like, let him deliver his lines in English <laughs> would have been a start, <laughs> <Yeah>. I think. <laughs> you know, you've got... You've got an a, 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 you like a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, just say some random made-up words <laughs> and we'll subtitle it. Don't even worry, mate. You're not going to get your best performance out of them in, in those circumstances. Um, all right, anyway. Uh, Bleeding Cool, free comic book day. Doctor Who finally explains why the Doctor always visits Earth. Did you pick that one up, Matt? Uh, I couldn't go yesterday because uh, I oh, had friends that's over. A shame. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it. we all know why he always visits Earth. Mm. Why is that? Cheaper for the BBC, isn't it? <laughs> Does tend to be. Yeah. Um, a website I've never heard of called MeTV. Are these cosmic beings from classic Doctor Who or Star Trek? Oh, it's a quiz! 
Oh, it's you know we're going to play that quiz. We've got to, haven't we? We can't resist yeah. a quiz. Okie dokie. Let's give it a go then, Matt. Are you ready for this? Um, I'm going to put you to the test here. This is going to really stretch you, I think. So question one. Are the Romulans from Doctor Who or Star Trek? I'm going to go Star Trek because in Doctor Who, it's Romulus that's in the twin dilemma, not Romulus. Mm. Yeah, I don't know that they were thinking that deeply about it, but you are correct, it is Star Trek. Uh, what about the Daleks? Uh, again, I, I know they began in Doctor I... Who. I think they have crossed paths with the old Enterprise, but I'm going to go Doctor Who. You are correct. What about the Tribbles? Uh, one of my favourites from Star Trek. Yeah, you are correct. Ooh. Here's the first one. We, we're getting into the nitty-gritty now. Here's one that I'm not sure on. The Tholians. The Tholians? Yeah, T-H-O-L-I-A-N-S. I'm going to go Star Trek. That would be my guess as well, and you are correct. Purely because I think if they were in Doctor Who, they'd have come up at some times. Probably. What about the Zygons, Matt? Uh, oh, that bloody <laughs> episode. Uh, that was terrible. What, the day of the Doctor? No, that bloody Zygon invasion, Zygon inversion. Oh, there's two Osgoods now. Uh, yeah. yeah, Doctor Who. You are correct. You are nailing this so far. What about the Horta? Uh, how is it spelled? H-O-R-T-A. I'm going to go Star Trek. It just seems to be going Star Trek, Doctor Who, Star Trek, Doctor Who. It has been mostly so far, hasn't it? Okay. Question seven. The Iridians. The Iridians. Now, this is what I'm not familiar with. But in yeah. keeping with my pattern, I'm going to say Doctor Who. You are correct, Matt. You know what? I'm not sure I would have got that right. Because it didn't ring bells with me. It, I, I, I'll have to look up which one the... Um, which uh, story the Iridians are from in a second. Uh, what about the Tellarites, Matt? Star Trek... You are correct. Um, can I interest you in any Vardens? No, because I suspect they're from Doctor Who. You are correct. What yeah. about Plasmatons? Master Star Trek. Trek. It's just Star Trek Doctor Who. Star Trek Doctor Who, isn't it? <sighs> Plasmatons are from Doctor Who, Matt. Oh. oh. I was thinking of Plasmavores. You were. You were. You got cocky. Yeah. You mean hoisted by your own petard. Um Right. We've um this is quite a long quiz, Matt. I don't know how long you want to keep doing this. Let's just bang through these next ones. Cause I I, it, I do kind of like the structure in that it really lulls you into a false sense of security with the easy ones up top. And we're getting pretty deep now. We're really getting in the weeds. So Elasians. Star Trek 
Correct. Garm. Doctor Who. Correct. Oh, no, there we go. That's all of it. I thought it... it... <laughs> I was scrolling. We seem to be only halfway down the page, but that's because the other half of the page is just constant adverts and links to other stuff. Um, so, 11 out of 12. A good showing there, Matt. Yeah, nobody's I think perfect. I, I don't think I would have done any better. I might have even done slightly worse because I lack that deep level of Star Trek knowledge. Um, I, I know, I know enough to know the obvious ones, but then once it fell into a pattern, a lot of that was guesswork. Yeah, yeah. I think um, that, we, we, that you could have made that quiz even more interesting. I think if you'd mixed it up and maybe thrown thrown Star Wars into the mix or something there as well. Um, we played a uh, game recently at work. I think it was in New Scientist magazine. Yeah. Which was COVID vaccine or Pokemon. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was good fun. All righty then. Um, I, I, I'm i trying to think. I don't think there's anything else for us to do other than talk about the Vanquishers, is there? Now, with the A to Z being so short this week... You know, it could be a quick finish. Yeah. Are you got well, anything nice planned for lunch? I haven't yet. I'm going to see where the muse takes me. Mm. Um, the, though I very much am planning to spend the afternoon, uh, if the weather continues to be uh, reasonably clement, I should be spending my afternoon sat in the garden uh, with a beer and my Kindle getting through as much of damaged goods as I can. Yeah, we, so, we, we've been planning we, to get that back on track, haven't we? We really have. It's it, we, we, We've let things slide. We know that there's a whole host of people waiting in the wings. Maybe, with hindsight, I shouldn't have nominated yeah. <laughs> the novel to be our second uh, episode. But here we are. Well, it's fine, because so, in, in two weeks we've caught up, and then we can just do all the listener suggestions. Yeah, that's true. We could do that. We could yeah. do that. Um, um, it, it's worth mentioning, uh, me and you, David, we've had a conversation about this, and I have emailed our like regular email friends, and I did put it out on Twitter. When we yeah. finished, we're going to do like a special episode reflecting on everything, aren't we? So we're going to do our usual yeah. end-of-series wrap-up, and then we're going to do like a, a journey so far. Yes, yeah, and and uh, I I think it should be proper. Ask me anything rules. So, you can you can send us in Doctor Who related questions. I will I will gladly talk about nothing but Doctor Who for hours on end, as this as this podcast has very much been a testament to. But if you want to ask us about other stuff, you know, whatever kind of whatever kind of minutiae. Uh, if it, if it's too personal, we probably won't answer it on pod. No, but at but... the same time, the ones we've got so far have all been very polite. Yes, yeah. yeah. You know, there's but a lot of like, you know, have you enjoyed the pod? Just mm-hmm. go for it, you know. Yeah, yeah, because we we tr- we try to be as open as, as is uh, reasonable on this podcast, I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, 
I'll happily talk about whatever, really. So yeah. that should be a nice, fun, interesting one. So uh, timelosspacepod at gmail.com. Correct. Yeah, if you, if you want to get some questions in for that. Yeah. Whatever you're interested in. So um, speaking of listener feedback... Do we have any tweets for this week, Matt? Uh, no, we don't, David. There were no listener yeah. tweets that started with Q this week. So um, we'll just move on. All right, then. So, uh, just the vanquishes. Just oh, what a wag you are. Yeah. yeah. In fact, for Q this week, a big part of me wanted to put forward Lady Christina. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know whether that joke would land. Right. Yeah. Let me just get these tweets up. It's quite a few, David. There's quite a few. That's all right. Turns out people have a lot to say about flux. Yeah. Right. Are I think, you seeing... I, I was just going to say, I think a lot of the fandom, uh, like me, with it being recent, they maybe haven't, their thoughts haven't maybe coalesced in the same way. Yeah. There's still a, There's still a lot to kind of, Get your teeth into with flux. I feel like at the moment. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes. Do do hit me with some tweets. Right. The first tweet this week, David. Yep. Comes from the Doctor Who show. Say hello. Hello, Doctor Who show. Okay. Now there's quite a lot here, David. Uh, there's three tweets. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're oh. one of the big boys. I suspect they don't listen to us and aren't familiar with the one tweet rule. It's fine. I expect that is the case, yes. They're always very complimentary. Uh, Yeah, no, they're good eggs. They're good eggs for sure. Yeah, yeah. Not like you know who. Indeed. Right. Uh, They say, as expected, it all fell into a heap. So much of the story seemed pointless in the end. Probably the most egregious aspect, however, was destroying most of the universe and the leads never expressed any sadness at all. Even in the Christmas and Easter specials, they still don't care. Leading me to believe the whole universe-destroying aspect was something to sound big and cataclysmic in trailers and descriptions of the story. But on a character level, on a story level, you know the important stuff. It wasn't important or addressed at all. And that is effing odd. And people have said, oh, it'll be addressed, you'll see. But I think in a self-contained six-part story... That was the place to address it. And again, two specials on, it hasn't been a thing. To address it in the next special might bring closure, but it is a weird time to do it. Yep, I can't fundamentally disagree with that. The next tweet, David, comes from Amy. Do you want to say hello? Hello, Amy. Amy says, this is a big letdown. What was the point of swarming as you were kidnapping Diane? Why does the Grand Serpent have a vendetta against Kate? The deaths of Swarm and Azua was anticlimactic. Sorry, anticlimactic. Poor Jericho, 13, talking to her other self whilst kidnapped by the Grand Serpent was funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next message comes from the Cloister Bell podcast, and I think... It'll be after this episode releases. Um, I'm going to do a little record with them this week, David. Because Ooh, they are, exciting. They are celebrating their 100th episode soon. <gasps> oh, congratulations, Cloisterbell. 
and they are doing a special 100th episode celebration where they're going to talk about one of your favourite stories. Which one's that? The television movie. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. That's definitely going to be worth a listen. Yeah. I've already been working my way through the Target novelization. Oh, great. I thought I didn't want to How watch it How are you it finding again. it so far? I just thought I don't want to watch that again, so I'll have a more arduous task and I'll just read it. <laughs> um, it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, they say, I remember feeling underwhelmed by the end of this episode, or maybe deflated is the word. I'd spent six weeks building up theories and anticipation, and it'll be nice revisit- revisiting it all without the added pressure of doing both a podcast and a live stream on each story like last time. And Q is for quad, derived from the Latin quatar, meaning four, the optimum size for a TARDIS team. Ooh. Ooh, that's an interesting statement right there. Mm, gone posh. Mm. Okay. Next message comes from Ariel. Say hello, David. Hi, Ariel. Who says, I was pleasantly surprised with how it wrapped up because it was very iffy for me prior to this. Not perfect, but overall decent. I loved the Doctor flirting with her surf, herself sorry, and hate her making the very undoctory move to commit to triple genocide and not even seem to be affected though. Also felt like they killed Jericho for no reason but shock value and he deserved better. Ending with time talking to the Doctor gave me a big end of Tenant's Run flashbacks. For Q, that's a tough one. Honestly, the only thing I can think of is Quill from Class. So, obviously, Ariel is a connoisseur like me. Lady of Class. yeah. Okay. We then have James Swifty Swift. Do you want to say hello, David? Hello, James. Who says, this is just amazing. I love every bit of it. It wraps up everything nicely with flux and we get some brilliant Whittaker acting. I spent the entirety of this episode with the biggest stupid grin on my face. Isn't it interesting, the range of opinions on this one so far? Mm. Absolute broad spectrum yeah. here. Yeah, it really is. Okay. Then we have a message from Harry from the Who Can Convince You pod. Do you want to say hello, David? Hello, Harry. Harry says, Q is for quarks. The Dominators oh! gets a lot of stick for no reason, and it's great. <sighs> the Vanquishers, on the other hand, is not. Oh, quarks. Why didn't I think of quarks? Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, then we have a message from Mark from the All of Time and Space podcast. Say hello, Dave. Hello, Mark. Okay, now, Mark knows everything about everything when it comes to Doctor Who, so this might be yeah. the nichest reference, because most of it's not even in English. <laughs> okay. He says, Q is for Shock Eye of the Quantzing Grig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a reference to the two doctors. Right. Right, well, it's over my head, but I'm glad you yep. it. Okay, two more tweets. Who do you want first, David? Sonia or BT Flibbity Giggard? Uh, 
Let's have the curator first. Okay. Do you want to say hello? Greetings, curator. Okay. BT says, it's bad, but at least it's an enjoyable kind of bad. You could literally cut... I can't get my words out today. You could literally cut most of the characters from the season and nothing material would change in the plot. The unit stuff is especially pointless. Swarm and Azure might have been the most underwhelming big bad death ever. And Q is for Quarks, infamously dumb classic Who villain. They should totally come back just because I would find it funny. Yeah. Um, I'm kicking myself about forgetting about the Quarks. Mm. Anyway. Okay, last tweet this week then comes from Sonia. Say hello, David. Hi, Sonia. Who says, I enjoyed it. I liked how the Williamson tunnels finally made some sense. The Doctor being split into three was interesting. Jericho being awesome. Belle and Vinda were sweet, but a little underwhelming. Some great acting from Jodie. I felt Swarm and Azua's ending was a bit lacklustre. Yeah. The Q is for Queen. Victoria, Elizabeth I, Elizabeth uh... II, Nefertiti, the Ice Queen, and so on and so on. Ah, just all the queens. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a way to do it. Yeah, there have been a fair few over the years in uh, Doctor Who. Um, Well, Matt, as we said, huge range of opinions there Mm. uh, when it comes to this episode. Um, Interestingly, the people that are more down on it are highlighting different things that frustrated them with it. Yeah. It's not like it's... Often, it'll be a case of... One here big are the flaws universal of, issue. Yeah, like, here here are the major flaws of this particular story. Here are all the reasons you could like it. And it just depends on to what extent you're willing to overlook the flaws. And, it, you know, because you, you particularly enjoy the, the good aspects of that particular story. That's generally the way it goes with Doctor Who. With this episode, it seems like everyone has a bunch of very valid nitpicks. Uh, and not even nitpicks in some cases. Some of the, you know, as some people are saying, you could potentially take out whole plot lines without it really affecting the outcome of the story. Yeah, yeah. But does that necessarily mean it's bad? For some people, yeah, clearly it is. Um, but, yeah, it, it fascinates me. So what I really need to know at this point now, Matt... Is what did you make of it? I, I think I agree with what most people said that mm. the ending was a little underwhelming. Yeah. Large parts of it didn't really make sense. Yeah. But I don't know, I kind of had a good time with this. Yeah, I just think it's enormous fun. Yeah. I think I think the word I would use is scruffy um because yeah it doesn't tie everything up in a neat little bow it does leave massive plot holes it, it it's it's really messy in a lot of ways but it's fun and it's charming and that central that that concept of essentially what we have here is a multi doctor story with one doctor See, at one point when I was watching it today, the overriding yeah. thought going through my head is, like, how are we going to review this? Yeah. Because it's just... 
everything going on at once. None yeah. of it's linked. Like it is chaos. <laughs> it is. It is. But yeah, but really enjoyable chaos. I think because, like I say, when it, you know, coming back to that word scruffy, like. I think that's part of why it's going to define opinion because I don't know, like Quentin Blake illustrations mm-hmm. are scruffy. You know, dogs can be scruffy. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily mean they're bad because of it. In so- And in some cases that can be part of the charm. And I honestly think... The, the 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 wild chaotic structure of this episode and and flux as a whole is a big part of the charm for me um so yeah i think it's it's about as a satisfying a conclusion as anyone could realistically have hoped for from this story and if someone turned around and said to me i hated flux it didn't work for me i i'd just be able i'd quite happily say yeah Sure, I get that, but I I loved it. Yeah, I had such a good time with this series, and uh, and this episode, it I won't say it's the best. It's not. It doesn't. It's not the high point of Flux. No, no. But it it it's good enough. It's good enough as as a final bow for this just bonkers story <laughs> do, do you know what it reminded me of and I, I know I quite often reference this episode as a joke yeah but it reminded me of Planet of the Dead the ending in that we get this big foreboding warning yeah Um. but then Planet of the Dead was a special and we'd already got like our big series finale for, for a yeah. series finale this is poor uh, I mean, we know the limitations. Yeah, we know it's not a proper series, you know. Yeah, I, I almost, I don't see it as a series finale. Finale. I think that really is going to be the centenary special. Yeah, yeah. This, this is. I would say this is almost more of a mid-series finale. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you know. We, it's unfair for us to compare it to other series because the structure is just totally different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad that it is. It's like, you know, I, I want Doctor Who to be trying new things sometimes. Mm-hmm. And say what you like about Flux. It, it, is not, it is not a show resting on its laurels. You know, they have not taken the easy route at any point with this. No. So, um, yeah, um, that, that all being said, uh, let's, let's, let's try and unravel this, uh, this, this knot a bit, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is The Vanquishers. Mm. Uh, it is episode six, the final episode of series 13, Flux, from the 5th of December 2021. Does that mean next week the episode we're watching will be in this year? Yes, it will be the New Year's Day special for this year. Oh, we're so close. (laughs) We're so close. Okay. Yep. Uh, It is written by Chris Chibnall, directed by Azure Salim. Mm. Okay. 
So, we... I liked the little intro where it said previously and then it just literally snaps to say now. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was quite done, clever. Yeah. Okay. I, that's like, it, it immediately... It gets the adrenaline up, doesn't it? It does, yeah. 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 Okay, so we have Swarm holding the Doctor, but she immediately runs away with the Ood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I, I can't remember. At the end, does the Ood just die? Um, I don't know that we get a conclusion on what the Ood's up to. I think it might just be hanging out on its own. On Division. That, yeah. yeah, because that's, that, that's you know, that, that space station, is it's outside of the universe, isn't it? It's not in the firing line of the Flux events, so... It's probably just h- hanging out there. Wow. The loneliest dude. Oh. Okay. Uh, so, the Sontarans attack, and Yaz opens the forbidden door Ooh. and kills some of them. Okay. Yeah. Swarm has the Doctor's fob watch, and when uh, the Doctor's trying to get back to Earth, Swarm uses that as leverage, you know, for a yeah. not to. All Williamson's doors have changed, uh, but they do try a door to the present that works. Yeah. Okay. The Doctor beams aboard the ship with Bell and Carvanista. Meanwhile, Yaz and her little crew run into Kate Stewart. And whilst they're chatting, the Doctor arrives there also, because the Doctor's also back at Division. So when the Doctor is trying to escape Swarm and Azua... Something that Swarm does basically separates the Doctor over space and time. So I think so. Yeah, basically, she, it's it's not quite worked as 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 it should. Um, yeah, because we we can't say that she exists as three Doctors, because realistically, she kind of exists as three thirds of the Doctor. Exactly. Yeah, she's just sort of like she's not literally whole. scattered across. The universe. And that to me, that's such a fun, interesting concept. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very Doctor Who concept, um, for one. It's a very uh smart solution to having written yourself into a into a corner where you've got this this huge sprawling narrative with everyone scattered across time and space. Um I yeah, I, I love it as a device, and I think the payoff when we start to get the Doctors reuniting is really fun because it does give you some of that multi-Doctor story quality. Yeah. Without it technically being a multi-Doctor story. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't seen the Doctor interacting with themselves in this era for some time. No, we haven't. it It was fun. Yeah, and, and also, my big criticism of last week was not enough Doctor. Yes, yeah. And this really goes a long way towards um, sort of having me forgive that because we get so much Doctor in this story. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so after the titles, we get a Sontaran Sontor- broadcast where they invite peace and welcome other races to Earth to escape the flux. Yeah, except for the Rutans. Yeah, screw the Rutans. They're they're (laughs) stupid. Okay. So the Doctor takes Carvinista's ship out of the shield 
And yes, she wants to approach the Grand Serpent and the Sontarans at their psychic control to see, you know, what their plan is and to put it to a stop, ultimately. Yeah. Uh, her and Carvanista plan to get captured. That will give Bell time to execute what plan they're formulating. Yeah. And back with Swarm and Azure. Azure opens the Doctor's fob watch and we see... The weird house again. Yes, yeah. I'd love Which to know what's in that big weird house. Yeah, I th- I'm fairly confident that that's going to play into. Uh, okay, I don't think it's a spoiler to say the next couple of specials don't really play deeply into any of the the dangling threads left at the end of Flux. They they are essentially just kind of okay. Uh, I I wouldn't. I, I don't like the word filler. I don't think that's an appropriate word when it comes to Doctor Who because Doctor Who is not primarily an arc focused show. Um, it it's kind of more of a balancing act than that. But they are they are arc light, shall we say? <laughs> but I have a feeling. I, I'd be very surprised if that doesn't play into the centenary special. So something, just a little thread, just to keep you on the line. Yeah, indeed. Okay. So Swarm begins disintegrating the Doctor and her memories. But yeah. But then just sort of doesn't. Like It's yeah, more like a torture, them, isn't it? Yeah, toying yeah. with them is a good way of putting it. Okay. So the um, Yaz and the Doctor, when they meet each other... Like, they give a little hug, say they missed each other. And, again, knowing what I know where that plot thread goes with Vazmin or whatever everyone calls it. Like, it's it's interesting knowing that and seeing these little seeds being planted as we go now. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, if you want to look from it, you can go all the way back to Arachnids in the UK. Mm. When, you know, the... Do you remember Yaz's mum? It's like, are you two, you know, an item? And and the doctor's response is like, I don't know, are we? It's like, yeah. um, the seeds have kind of been been scattered throughout. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mandip Gill's performance is, is so spot on. You really believe that this is the moment that, that, that she's been striving for for... Years. Maybe, maybe we should have put that as Q for the A to Z. Queer representation. <laughs> like, I'm here for it. Um, yes, yeah. I'd say um, Doctor Who has a spotty track record. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to that. But but I do think it is... It tries. <laughs> it, it definitely tries. And I think, I think it is reflected in the fact that I do think the Doctor Who fandom is one of the friendlier places to be as, you know, a um, as, a, as a queer, nerdy person. Um, by and large, there are obviously notable exceptions. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a show that kind of, at its core, it very much, you know, it's it's all about kindness and tolerance and... And helping 
people who are struggling and things like that. So it's kind of, in many ways, I would say it's baked into the ethos. Um, so, but yeah, it's nice to have it on screen always. Um, uh, yeah. So where are we? Uh, Williamson explains what's going on to the doctor. We find out that he built his tunnels as like an underground city to protect people above ground when the flux yeah. comes. Yeah. Okay. Now, David. Yes. Do you love a corner shop? I do love a corner shop. Who doesn't? Mm. Do you like the band so you... corner shop? The what corner shop? The band. Um, I've never heard of the band corner shop. Ah. They sung that Brimful of Asher song in the 90s. Oh, is that's them, is it? Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of that song. So, yeah. Now. And the answer is no, then. <laughs> <laughs> David, do you like chocolate? I am partial to a bit of chocolate. Now I, I, I think we've done biscuits a lot. What's your favourite mm. chocolate bar? Ooh. I couldn't even tell you, Matt. I just, I could, I, I tell you what is a standby. I can tell you what is a standby for me. If I can't make a decision, I will usually go for a Cadbury's fruit and nut. Oh, really? Yeah. See, just recently, a chocolate bar I have dismissed almost my entire life has yeah. come to the fore as one of my Which absolute favourites. A star bar. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, they're 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 not as common, are they? No, no. You don't see them all the time, and so they're easy to forget about. Yeah. But yeah, no, they have their place for sure. Yeah, big fan. I prefer if I'm going for something along those lines. I prefer a double decker. Oh really? I I think there's too much going on with a double decker. No, that's why I like it. You know. Right. It's like it's like Doctor Who Flux. It's busy and chaotic, and I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Doctor Who Flux yeah. is the double decker. Yeah. In in that case, if you had to attribute a chocolate bar to the five Doctors, what would you say that is? <laughs> oh, what would that be? Um, so the five Doctors is. pleasing nostalgic but ultimately somewhat insubstantial so maybe like um what are those like foxes mint cream oh yeah bars do you know what i mean yeah i think that's what i would go for I can probably, if you really uh, tested me, I probably could assign an appropriate chocolate bar to every single Doctor Who story. Yeah. There'd be a few repeats, of course. There's a feature for next week. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, yeah, the Sontarans are absolutely mad for chocolate. Mm. So the Doctor says, look, if you take me to Sontaran Command, I can give you the recipe for chocolate. You can make your own. Don't worry about it. And the Sontaran responds by going, mm, chocolate. <laughs> Dan Starkey is having so much fun in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure well, I, I mean, was. Uh, well, that's the thing. Uh, g- genuinely, 
it was one of many divisive moments in Flux. Some people who were like, oh, we just got like the serious Sontarans back. Why are we doing silly ones again? I I think no, I don't think any New Who writer has written better for the Sontarans than uh, Chibnall, precisely because he splits the difference. Yeah. Um, and, and we get the silly Sontarans of, of Moffat and we get the genuine galactic threat Sontarans of old. Yeah. Um, and, and it feels consistent. So, uh, yeah. So the doctor and her little team go back to the village of angels to go get Claire. They just, they just do that as if, yeah. You nice. know, all those issues from that episode are just overlooked. Uh, the doctor that's with Carvinista, they've been captured, and she starts asking questions about their past together working for Division. But yeah. conveniently, he's got a little thing in his head where if he talks about Division, he gets poisoned and dies. Yeah. We do get an implication that he was, like, effectively her companion at one point. Yeah, yeah. He, he openly says, you know... Yeah. I would have done anything for you and then you left. Yeah. So, oh man. W- one of the things that I've loved most about Flux is the surprising depth of Carvanista. Yeah, for a big man in a silly dog suit. He's got emotional yeah. range, hasn't he? Yeah, and w- you know, we'll come back to that in a bit, but uh do you uh, do you think that is foreshadowing the Doctor and Yaz's separation. Oh, I would have done anything for you, then you left. Yeah. Do you think they're going to sour their friendship? I, I'm so nervous about how they conclude because we know we know that Yaz is is at, at least not going to be a regular companion beyond. The Whitaker uh, Chibnall era. Yeah, we know that to be the case. That is only proper. We've got a new showrunner coming in. It's gonna. It's it's gonna be a a point of reinvention for the show again. So, but it does. Uh, the the trouble when you go down the line of um, a companion having romantic feelings for the Doctor. It's only gonna end in heartbreak. It kind of has to, yeah. Unless, unless you they fall out of love and 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 move on, but that's hard to do, <laughs> um, and, and and feel like anything other than a cop out. So, I'm very nervous about that aspect of um, what little remains of 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 this era. Um, but we shall have to wait and see. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, Azura threatens the Doctor with the final Flux event, which will be a constant destructive loop. Destroying yeah. the universe, bringing it back, just to destroy it again. Yeah, they uh, are so petty, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I, I just they just all because they'd been imprisoned for eternity. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, come on. It's like, get over it, guys. Forgive and forget, that's what I'm all about. 
Um, right. So, the Doctor meets with the Grand Serpent and Sontaran Command. Yeah. And they say, well, all of the uh, Lupari are dead, except Carvanista now. Yeah. We took control of their ships, opened the airlocks, they've been blasted into space. Yeah. And again, we go back to Carvanista's emotional range. He says, you know, I'm going to kill every Sontaran. Then he does a sad little... Sad little howl. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I wish I'd remember to look up the the actor's name who plays Carvanista. Uh, but I can do that quickly whilst you're talking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, his the 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 expression in his eyes, it's all there. Mm-hmm. You you genuinely feel his profound grief in that moment. It's a guy called and, Craig Ells. Sorry. To yeah. And and he's a and he's a, just a bloke in a big dog costume doing doing a gruff Yorkshire accent. But Yeah. But you I don't know. I I think his performance is genuinely one of the best things in Flux. Do you think he'll come back? I hope so. Would you have him as a regular companion instead of a human, just a big dog? I'd love an alien companion. Yeah, I think Absolutely I would. I think that would be a welcome change. I th- I think it's overdue, overdue at this point. Especially if you, because you could very easily balance it. You could have your classic contemporary Earth companion, and and have an alien tagging along as well, and then you've got an interesting dynamic. It. If nothing else, the human is kind of outnumbered by non-humans, so their sort of life experience is not not the default in the way that it would otherwise be. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, the human perspective is just one of many. Like, I, I, um, I don't want to spoil it, but that is the case in the new Doctor Strange film. Right. When they go Ooh. to other realities... Mm. They make a point of saying, you know, rule number one, you don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be a good twist for Doctor Who. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. We, Who knows what RTD is planning right now? Who knows? Right. Uh, inside the passenger, Vinder and Di are searching for Bell. Yeah. Uh, Jericho and Claire get used by Sontarans to calculate the time of the final flux event. And the Doctor begins questioning the Grand Serpent whilst he's meant to be questioning her. He tries interrogation, but he just doesn't have the skill that the Doctor does. This is one of my favourite scenes in Flux. Probably, certainly a top ten, maybe a top five Whitaker scene mm-hmm. of all time. She is magnificent in this scene. Like, this is the Doctor I want, you know. I think this is, like, the peak version of her Doctor, where she's got that cheeky chattiness, but she's, you know, she's being physically restrained, borderline tortured, but she's still kind of got a cheeky grin on her face, and she's absolutely reading the Grand Serpent like an open book. Yeah. And so, so... 
she seems completely in control, even though on the on the face of it, she's in a hopeless situation. Yeah, uh, is ah, oh, I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> I love the um the reference. Uh, I love the line where where she says, uh, "You need lanyards on this ship." Just that's such a good doctor line. Oh, the whole thing, absolutely love it. Right. Um. So where am I? Yeah. So he tries to kill her with his big snake weapon, but because she's not fully here, like we say, she's existing across three different realities. It's yeah. unable to do so. So yeah. at that point, a second doctor arrives with Dan and Yaz. And yeah. they end up locking the Grand Serpent in his own force field. Yes. Okay. Uh, Dan frees Carvinista because they're yeah. such good friends. Yeah, and uh, the thing it's one of the this is we've gone from one of the highs to one of the lows. In in that you've got Dan obviously doing doing the sort of the sort of matey joshing that has very much been part of his relationship with Carvanista from the get-go. But Carvanista has obviously just experienced the genocide of his own yeah. people. <laughs> and hard cut to Dan inside the CARDIS, sadly explaining that detail to Yaz and, uh, and Diane. And it's like, oh, that is... Um, not Diane. Was Who else is there? It's uh, such a the TARDIS is so crowded at that point. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was Vin Bell, maybe. Yeah. I think they're all there. Yeah. Anyway. Um but it's such a jarring cut. And like obviously that's because there have been conversations in the interim, but I think you maybe needed just another scene in between those two moments. Yeah. To give it a bit of breathing I'm with, room. I'm with you on that, definitely. Yeah. Right. Um, sorry. Uh, so, the two... Sorry, Bell shows Doctor the Sontaran transmission from earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, the two Doctors put their heads together and speak to the third Doctor to discuss the Flux. Yes. Uh, the Sontarans finally have the Flux location. And for some reason, the Grand Serpent's now decided he's out to get Kate Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Um, this scene again. It's not. It's not a highlight, is it? No. Where he's just talking to some random guy that we've never seen before. He literally just looks like a kid he's picked off a street corner. Yeah. Why he would know the location of Kate Stewart, we never know. Mm-hmm. Um. Does that, I, I, like. Why not just cut to the Grand Serpent finding Kate Stewart? Yeah. Do we need the scene where he gets that information? No. If he um, turned up and just said, I've been looking for you for ages. Yeah. I mean, that'd suit me, That's to be enough. honest. <laughs> yeah. V- very, very odd moment, that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Vinder and Claire escape the passenger. They found out that basically if you run outside the area you're in, you move into another one and eventually they run yeah. through enough that they escape. And yeah. 
When they send a signal to the Doctor to find their location, they get zapped back in. Yeah. So the two Doctors that are together decide they're going to go their separate ways. One to rescue Vinda, one to go help Kate Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Doctor reaches the passenger and travels in via TARDIS and just rescues Vinda and die. Nice. Easy done. Okay. Yeah. Vinda gives Belle a little hug, Di gives Dan a little hug, and everything's just tickety-boo. Yeah. Okay. It's a nice moment. Yeah, but it's after this, this is where the episode kind of goes up a gear for me. Yeah. Okay, so the Doctor works out that Sontaran's offer of peace is a trap to Mm. not only halt the Flux, but to eradicate their rivals. So the Flux is made of antimatter... So they all work out that you can halt it in its tracks by feeding it matter. Yeah. So by bringing in the entire Daleks fleet, all the Cybermen, all the Sontarans' rivals and enemies, by feeding them to the Flux, that will cause the Flux to miss Earth and the Sontarans are fine. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, it's a it's a genuine it's a good plan, isn't it? Like hats off to the Sontarans. Mm. That's a you know two birds good, one good stone. Good strategy, yeah. So the third Doctor, the one that's with Azura and Swarm, uh, mm-hmm. is taken to Atropos. Uh, Jericho sacrifices himself to save Claire and get her back. Yeah, and um, let's let, we, let, we can't gloss over Jericho's final moments, mm. can we? Um, he's now that you've had the completion of his story. Do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, he's Jericho? he's just a man that likes adventure. He's flipping great. Kevin McDowney play, plays him to a T. You know. Um, you know when he's when he's facing down that final Sontaran and he sort of says, uh, you know, uh, the Sontaran refers to him as nameless human scum, and he says, "I, sir, and Professor Eustatius Jericho, scourge of scoundrels." I mean, come on. Yeah. That that's I. Yeah, I can understand why he's a popular character. Yeah, and and like it is sad to lose him in that moment. Because he is so much fun. But also, I think a, a, a heroic sacrifice at the 11th hour gives a story a bit of weight. It's a classic trope for a reason. And I think his his character being the one in that position makes the most sense. Um, so, yeah. No, I, I, I love it. I love it. Okay. So, all the Daleks, all the Cybermen turn up. And yeah. are just blasted by the flux. <laughs> womp womp. Unfortunately, uh, Carvanista has boarded the Lupari ship and yeah. he's basically just turned all the shields off, so the flux is going to get the uh, the Sontarans anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Vinder and Bell just blow everything up and... Mm-hmm. The Sontaran. Well, well, they're specifically they're taking out the Sontaran command ships uh, communication units, mm. so the Sontaran uh, ship isn't able to kind of uh, 
for tell... one, the fleet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it doesn't matter because the fleet all gets blown up by the flux and saves yeah. the Earth. Okay. Uh, Jericho, it's at this point, talks some smack before... Uh... Oh, sorry. I, I was ahead of the game there. Don't sorry worry. about that, Matt. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. It's all happening all at once at this point. It is. It's so frantic. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, they just use the passenger just to hoover up the flux. They just suck it into there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like that because it's like... It is one of those things where it's like, it's been there basically in plain sight since the beginning of the story. Yeah. Um. So it feels... It feels like a natural. It, it it's not one of those. It it's a lot better than the, than the doctor just uh, turning up, waving a sonic screwdriver around, and saying "bish bash bosh" fixed it, which we've we've had on a couple of occasions. Oh, yeah. So oh yeah, we have. Yeah. Okay. So uh, finally, swarming as you are uh, on Atropos. At first, I was like, "Do they just worship another version of Swarm?" But no, it's time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and time says, "Look, you've failed. You've lost." So it just kills them. Yeah. Well, does it kill them? Because this seems to have been the assumption that everyone has made. But what we see is them turning into a sort of purple mist. Who knows what exactly that purple mist is? I mean, that's similar to how time manifests. So are they a form of time, pure time energy? Azure's final words is a sort of ecstatic thing where she just says, ascension. Yeah. So have they become part of time? Do they still exist as entities, but just in the form of some kind of time energy? I think... The door is still wide open if you wanted to bring Swarm and Azure back in the future. David, can I just stop you there? Because yeah. Twitter has exploded with 14th Doctor news. Genuinely. Genuinely. So there's an actor oh, called Unkuti Gatwa, I think that's pronounced correctly. Okay. Who has posted a tweet which is just two love hearts and a blue box. Oh, uh, shit. To which Russell T. Davies has commented, the future is here. And it was liked by Jane Tranter, too. Oh, boy. So a lot oh, of people are taking it as red. I mean, that keys. doesn't seem subtle, does it? Say again, sorry, I, m I missed that. Uh, oh, I was just saying, that's that that's not subtle, is it? No, it's cryptic, but... But, yeah, but... Oh, crikey. Right. Um, how do you spell their name? N-C-U-T-I for the first name. G-A-T... Oh, I've, I've got them. I've got them. Um, right. Okay. Crikey. I don't know that I've... Ha-ha-ha. Well, mm. Um, There's our live reaction. If the if he's the one, here's our live reaction. Yeah. So uh, I'm just on his Wikipedia page now. So uh, born ninety two. Oh, if I I think he would be the first Doctor that's younger than me in terms of date of birth. Mm. If that's the case. 
I'm pretty sure Whitaker's at least a couple of years older than me. Um, okay. So he was in Sex Education. Yeah, I've which never was watched it. A, a, but I know has been a, one of Netflix's more more popular. Things. Uh, he he got a um, Scottish BAFTA for for that performance. Um. Gosh. Okay. I mean, could be a companion. Let's be clear about this. Yeah. We don't have confirmation. Not that much film work. He's fairly new on the scene, is the thing. Looking yeah. at this, we've only got credits going back to 2014. And, I mean... Sex Education is basically just... He, he seems to be his only major role. He's had a couple of small roles in other films. Apparently he's in the the Barbie film, which I didn't know was a thing. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. Okay. Um, all right. So, I mean... I'd be down for it. That's... Um, that is, you know, kind of we're in we're in Matt Smith territory there. Younger male, un, un, relatively unknown actor. Um. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Whew. Could um, be it. Could be it. That was probably not a very coherent. No. <laughs> Let, let's make a decision, David. If yes. it becomes official, we will get together whenever and we'll do yeah. a little five-minute conversation recorder pod. A little bonus ep, yeah. yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Okay. Should we All just right, finish then. this wrap-up? We should do, shouldn't we? We're right. so close to the end. The doctor picks up her pocket watch. Time becomes... Well, takes the form of the Doctor, but almost like a photo negative of the mm-hmm. Doctor. And the Doctor is restored. The three parts come back together to form a whole. Yeah. Uh, the Grand Serpent approaches, um, looking for Kate Stewart. But Vinder has a gun on him. But Kate Stewart yeah. turns up with a gun on him as well. And they just march him through a door. Vinder says, look, I know what solitude and exile is like. So they close the door behind him. So not only do they push him through it, they shoot it off its hinges so he can't open it again. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's... The Grand Serpent part of the storyline, it really does fizzle out, doesn't it? Yeah, I'd hope he comes back and we get some sort of explanation. Uh, well, I think there's absolutely no reason why he couldn't. You know, he's stranded on a rock in space... He's got alien biology. Who knows how long he could survive in that thing. Um, as similar to Swarm and Azure, that's, he's, he, you can let some resentment fester there, which makes him an even madder villain if he does make a comeback. Yeah. Um, and I thought the performance was really good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed so, it. I just don't know anything about that character now. Yeah, so... It, 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 I... I, I I would hope at some point in the future a Grand Serpent reappearance could be on the cards. Yeah. 
same as with Swoman as Year, I do like them as uh, as villains. I'd be happy for them to make them come back. Anyway. Uh, so then, whilst we wrap things up, the Doctor gifts Belle and Vinder a brand new puppy in Carvanista. Oh, yeah. I did say, It took me a second to twig what you were on yeah. about there. And uh, all I thought there is, that'll be a big finish cash-in. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are so many directions big finish could go with this. I mean, you've got the fact that you've got... You've got Yazdan and Jericho going around on adventures on at the turn of uh, the 20th century for, you know, you could squeeze four box sets out of that if you wanted oh, to. Ah, 100%. Yeah, you've got Belvinder and Carvanista. Car- That's a spin-off that could easily happen. Um, there were just... There, this, this series is rich with opportunities. Um... Be- I think because it throws so many ideas at the wall. Um, they take Claire home with Kate Stewart. Mm-hmm. They take Dan back to Liverpool, uh, except Di doesn't want to go for a drink with him. So yes. she's pretty sad. So I, 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 I think I, she's pretty I like cruel that. there. Do, oh, do you? Yeah. Do you think she spent all that time inside the passenger just absolutely raging? No, I think she's just traumatized, man. Mm. I I liked it because the fairy the, the the fairy tale ending thing would have been for them to you know kiss and and and, and go off and and live happily ever after. But I don't think that is a realistic human response to what's happened. Where she was going to go out for a date on this man, he didn't turn up. She got kidnapped imprisoned in some weird alien virtual reality hellscape and was event that was eventually undone um and then dan's just there like oh yeah great to see you yeah are you really going to be yeah come on then let's go and have that coffee no you're going to need to take some time Mm. i think you know he was doing all he could to get back to her but but she didn't know that in that moment, did she? You know, she's been cut off from all of this. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think it necessarily closes the book on their relationship. But I think it's it it feels real. And I think that's for such a for such a imaginative story. It's nice for it to have. A, 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 a moment of genuine, very grounded human realness there, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Doctor picks Dan up, says, do you want a lift? And basically welcomes him yeah. on board as part of the TARDIS yeah. team. Uh, the Doctor then has a moment with Yaz where she says, look, I'm sorry, I should have let you in. Yeah. And yeah. when Yaz walks off to help Dan... The Doctor has the fob watch and says, look, I'm going to hide this in the TARDIS. I never want to see it again unless I really need it. So, ah, so yeah. I don't know. It's, there's a lot unanswered, a lot set up. I just hope, you know, as always, I just hope at some point we get some resolution. I think, I think that, I think in classic Doctor Who style, some of these threads will be resolved. Mm-hmm. Some of them may not be immediately by this era of the show. 
Some may get dusted off and picked up by some other writer 20 years from now. You just don't know, do you? No, no. I never bloody and know this show, David. I know, and that's the beauty of it. There's, there's just, there's, there's nothing else like it. Mm. No other show in the history of television could even begin to attempt as something like Doctor Who Flux. Thank the Lord. I, I don't know, Matt. I, look, we, we obviously we're going to do a fuller wrap up in a in a uh, three weeks time when after we've done the the last couple of specials. Mm-hmm. But just looking specifically at these last six weeks at Flux as a unit, if you like, I could be mistaken, but I think you've broadly enjoyed it. I go good story, some bad bits. Yeah, and I'm right there with you. More good um, than bad. Yeah, yeah, and I think the bad. It's it for me. It's quite easy to hand wave the bad, the bad parts as, um, limitations mm-hmm. on the production. Yeah, I think that's and, fair. and also just, in some cases, genuinely part of the charm. It adds to that just sense of unbridled chaos, which I think is just what what I really missed in series eleven and twelve was that sense of just pure vim and vigor that mm-hmm. that you get from Doctor Who at its best, and you just get bucket loads of that here. Um, so yeah, I really do enjoy Flux, and I really really hope. In a few years, when the dust has settled, when it's not the new thing and people are maybe revisiting it in between new series, that people will start to come around to it a bit more. Because it certainly on Twitter, the response seemed to be erring more towards the negative than the positive. Yeah. And I get that it's not going to be for everyone, but... I think if you go at it with an open mind, you can have a lot of fun with this story. Yeah, I th- I think it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, onwards and upwards, as they say. Um, next week will be our penultimate episode of New Who. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, Eve of the Daleks. Yeah. Um... I'm looking forward to talking to you about that. Um, I can't and I hope, wait. I hope, listeners, you feel similarly. So, uh, until then, as always, thank you ever so much for listening. And until next time, cheerio. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Neither the Time Nor the Space. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod. And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.